All right, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll start with uh, Coach Kelly. Coach, this is most of the people you'll see day to day covering our program, so we just want to get you guys in front of them. Uh, I'll start with the first one, just how the first six, eight weeks have gone for you, and then we'll hand it over for them for questions. Well, it's uh, first of all, it's been a great opportunity to be here. Um, this uh, program has a lot of tradition throughout the years. Uh, I know a lot of coaches that have been here, know a lot of players that have played here. So uh, we just want to bring this program back to the success that it had, it's had in the past. You know, it's been a fast six to eight weeks. I don't even realize it's been that long. Uh, we, you know, I finished up at Bama, finished up the bowl game there. So uh, I didn't, I wasn't out here, you know, a lot before that time. But uh, as quick as I've gotten here, remember we've hit the ground running, doing everything from evaluation uh, recruiting and now you know we're into the prep phase for you know spring practice and winter conditioning so everything's been really fast uh, I, I tell you what it's been amazing just how much help we've gotten from the people since we've been here the players have been very responsive to what we're trying to do and uh, you know right now we're in a big part of the evaluation phase I think one thing that you do as a coach all the time you're always first of all you're always evaluating every day whether you're evaluating prospects where you're evaluating your current team or you're evaluating the personnel that works with you and then you're recruiting every day you're recruiting new personnel uh, you're recruiting you know you're looking for talented people that can fit into your staff and then you know you're just you're constantly doing those things so that's, uh, that's the things that we've been working on. I've, I've enjoyed working with the staff. Coach Prime has been great. He's given us all the resources that we need to, to be successful. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to the, to the growth you know, that, that we need to have. Just a reminder to introduce yourselves. Hey, Coach. Uh, Nikki Edwards, CU Sports Report. Um, you spent a lot of time in your coaching career in the South. And I'm just curious, why did you make the move to Colorado? And what excited you about this opportunity? You know, it's interesting. So when I finished college and first got into coaching, one of the most dominant programs in the country at that time was Colorado. Um, I was a young defensive back coach. And uh, at that time, Colorado probably had the best defensive backs and one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, one of the first coaches that I ever clinicked with was a guy named Greg Brown, who was here for a long time, a long time coach in the NFL. He was one of my early mentors you know, as a young coach. So I've always been fascinated, you know, with uh, the tradition, you know, of, of Colorado. I've spent most of my time in the South mainly because that's just kind of where it worked out. Uh, I never limited my, I never went into this business saying I want to limit myself to a certain area. And, uh, you know, in recruiting, you have to recruit all over. Um, so when I was at Bama, Florida State, Georgia Tech, well, we recruited nationwide. So I, it, that was good for me to create a lot of relationships and meet a lot of people along the way. And when this opportunity came up, you make decisions based off of people. And when Coach Prime got this job, there was no hesitation for me. I knew it was something that, that had a chance to be very special and I wanted to be a part of it. Hi, Coach. Adam Munster Tiger from 24-7 Sports. Yep. Well, without giving any secrets away, 
what do you anticipate your defense looking like here alignment-wise? What were kind of the identity that you want this defense to have? Well, I think uh, alignment-wise, you know, I think in college football you have to be very multiple because people do so many things. The game has changed in the last 15 years with the – you know, with RPOs, multiple formation. And to be honest with you, the rules in football have geared toward the offense being able to do more things than they could a few years back. So we want to be a very multiple defense. We want to be able to adjust to, you know, to, to things that uh, from week to week. Um, you know, sometimes when you get in the, in, into the NFL and, and pro sports, it's a little bit more limited you know, to what people do, you know, as far as, um, like I mentioned, RPO game, things like that. As far as our identity, you know, I tell people a lot of, all the time, that we're going to build our defense based off of what Coach Prime's expectations are. And he says it all the time. We want to be big. We want to be physical. We want to be disciplined. We want to be fast. We want to be tough. So we want to be an aggressive style defense. We want to be an attacking defense. You know, I don't think you can sit back and, um, you know, wait for things to happen. Now, that being said, you've got to be smart in how you handle things. I think a lot of times, we, you know, um, you, 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 want to, you want to be aggressive, but you also want to be smart and make people have to beat you and not give up big plays in games and give up easy scores. Hey, Coach, Jake Schwanitz, DMVR Sports. Yeah. Uh, your track record as a recruiter kind of speaks for itself. I'm just curious, from your perspective, what do you think makes you such a great recruiter? Well, I, I think, listen, recruiting, and I've said this a lot of times, recruiting is not about one person. It's just like raising a child. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to recruit a player. And I think when you're, a, you know, when you're in charge or maybe what we call the lead recruiter, if you're the lead recruiter, what you have to figure out is what is that young man looking for? And then what, from there, you want to put them in contact with the people that you know, fit those things that he's looking for. Um, I've, I've worked for a lot of great head coaches, and the head coach has a lot to do with how you can recruit. And I told somebody the other day, I, I think one of the – uh, one of the things that excited me the most was having an opportunity to re recruit for Co Coach Prime. Uh, but there are a lot of people involved. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you get more of the credit than you deserve, and then sometimes you have, uh, I have impacts on recruiting other players that, you know, maybe I'm not supposedly my name is on, but. It's, so it's a group effort, and it always has been. Everywhere I've worked, I've been fortunate enough to work around a lot of good assistant coaches, and they, they help you along the way in that. Uh, but, the, you know, I think in recruiting, it's about building relationships and finding out, doing a lot more listening than you do talking because people will tell you what they want and what they're looking for, and if you have an opportunity to – to provide that, then you have a chance to get that player. Hey, Coach. Eric Christensen with CBS4 TV Endeavor. Um, Alabama's had great success over the past however many seasons. Um, but a lot of teams have talent. They've been very talented, but a lot of teams have talent. Right. So what's been the secret sauce 
that's been able to elevate Alabama? Does that secret sauce travel? Can you bring it home? Well, I can tell you this. I, I've been very fortunate to work for Nick Saban. Um, I think, you know, I, there's no doubt he's proven that uh, he's the, the greatest of all time, you know, coaching. And he, he has an he has a he's very intelligent, very smart, but he's very disciplined. And what I learned from coach is to be consistent in everything you do. And you learn. You don't get complacent. You try to learn. You try to find new things out there that can that can help your program. Um, I would say for, for Coach Saban and at Alabama, it's probably the consistency of how he does things. And yes, uh, one of the one of the reasons why I wanted to work for Coach Saban was to be able to work alongside of him and be able to see what he does on a daily basis. So I think when you work with people, there's no doubt that you take things from them that try to help you in the future, and I will definitely do that. Now, uh, I also understand this. You can't copy anybody. You know, you have to have your own personality, and I've said this to the players to begin with. This, this won't be – this is going to be Colorado's defense. It's going to be our defense. That's what we want it to be, and we want to – but we have to establish, you know, the criteria and we have to establish our identity just like you talked about. We've got to do that, you know, consistently. But as far as a magic dust, there is no magic dust. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And, you know, we have a teaching progression that we go through. Um, I think teaching is very important because I believe coaching counts and I believe from position-wise to scheme-wise, everything, there's a, there's a process that you have to go through. Hey, Coach Tyler King, Denver Gazette. I'm just curious, with all the players, new players you have to get to know, it's also some new assistant coaches working with you on the defensive side. Uh, just curious, um, how has that been so far, kind of getting to know your defensive assistants, and, and what have you liked so far about the conversations you all have had? Well, first of all, I think, uh, I think it's a great staff. Um, I've known a lot of these guys for many years. I haven't necessarily worked with everyone, but uh, I have a good relationship. It's, it's, that's the neat thing about coaching. I think off the field, the, one of the blessings of being a coach is the relationships that you make because you actually spend more time with each other than you spend with your actual family. Because you, you think when you come to work in the morning and you leave at night, all day long you're together. So you become a family and you, you know, you, you learn each other's um, personalities, you know, what uh, everybody's talented in their own way. And I think that's the thing as a leader or a supervisor that you have to find. What you're trying to find is take what everybody does the best and let them do that. And that's, you know, that's been um, – we, we've got some talented people in that room. They're very passionate about what they do. They care for kids or young men. So, you know, it's not just about – you can't just care about the football because if that's all you care about, right, you're not going to keep, you know, the attention and you're not going to get that loyalty. And so we got a bunch of guys that are relationship-oriented that, you know, it means a lot to them to have those relationships. From a scheme standpoint – and uh, information that I've gotten from these coaches and their knowledge, absolutely, it's, it's been amazing. Um, you can tell that uh, 
the people that they've been around in the past have really taught them well. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're good people. So I, I think in any job, you like to enjoy going to work. And I look forward to coming to work every day, you know, and being around our staff. Time for two more. Go ahead. Uh, hi, Coach. Uh, Jack Carlo, Buffalo's Wire. Um, just curious, with spring ball coming up, just what's your approach to that month of practice and what do you hope to get out of it? Well, first of all, like I mentioned, there's a teaching, um, there's a process that we go through teaching. And we're, we're assuming when we come in here that nobody knows anything. So our our job as coaches is to teach. And, you know, we have to, I believe this and, you know, about, about coaching. We want to teach our players what to do. We want to teach them how to do it. And we want to teach them why it's important to do it that way. So every day we go into practice, that's our goals as, as coaches is to do those things. And, you know, we'll, we'll start basic uh, and then build and then we'll uh, – you know, we want to teach our guys to understand the game also, how to play situations, playing situational football. It's not just a defensive call. It's not a defensive pressure. It's not a defensive coverage. It's about playing situations, whether you're playing first and second down, whether you're playing third down, whether you're playing red area, whether you're playing two minute at the end of the game or two minute before the half. So there's a lot of things that we have to do to teach our players, and that's what we're going to work on throughout the spring. Hey, Coach, Jimmy Searcross, 247 Sports. We've seen the clips from practices, like with the tug of war and things like that. How did that come about, and how much has competitiveness and that competitive spirit been instilled in this practice, and how important is that? Well, everything you do has to be competitive. Every day, because that's going to affect these young men the rest of their lives, because you got to compete the rest of your life. There's somebody... All right, that wants this job right now. So I've got to compete. All right, and so the first thing before you ever talk about a defensive call or play is you got to find the people that will compete. So the only way to do that is to put people in competitive situations. And, and you mentioned instill competition. What, what you find out is people by nature are competitive or they aren't. And what, what you have to do is find out, you know, who is, who's not, and then mold those, you know, young men from there. But, you know, being competitive, I think, is the number one thing because that's going to teach them a value that's going to last them for the rest of their life. All right. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you all. Thank you. Coach Mathis, you How y'all doing? Good. Good. Wonderful. All right, Coach, I'll hit you with the first one, then we'll let him ask questions. These are the guys that cover us most on a daily basis. Um, just how your time in Boulder's been so far, and then I'll hand it over to them. Yeah, it's been refreshing, I say. Um, I guess first coming up here, uh, not really understanding uh, you know, what it was going to be like, but I, I just can remember back, because I'm from Texas, so I remember Colorado being in the Big 12, and understanding uh, the type of brand of football that, those, that, that, that was played here with the guys before. So getting here and seeing, you know, how far um, it, it has not been what, what uh, is expected around here. You know, talking to some of the former players and just trying to see uh, the mindset of the kids. Uh, it wasn't the Colorado football that I'm used to seeing 
on Saturdays when I was in Texas. So, you know, once I got here and understood that, and I know, you know what I'm saying, why we was called here to get that job, get it back to where it need to be. Hi, Coach. Uh, Nikki Edwards, uh, TU Sports Report. You and Coach Prime have had a relationship all the way back to the Dallas Cowboys when you're an undrafted free agent. He came there, you guys are both playing the position. What did you learn from him during that time, during the NFL, and how did that relationship kind of blossom from that first encounter? Wow. Uh, I guess um, he really took me under his wing. You know, people, people know what they don't understand is he wasn't there because he was still playing baseball when I, when I first got there. So he didn't go to spring, uh, spring football. He wasn't there. He'd fly in every now and then. But it was something about me, uh, just the way he saw me practice, the things that I, the way I handled myself on the field that, that uh, made him pour into me. And, and it just continued. You know, everywhere I went, he's always been uh, a mentor of mine. You know, I think like he he does, so I'm I'm really an extension of him on that you know on the field, especially in coaching, because he taught me the majority of the things that I that I know at that position. So, uh, and that's why, you know, this is probably uh, if, if, to be the corners coach anywhere with him would probably be the hardest job for anybody because he's he's the best ever played the game. So, I think it gives him a sense of a relief that I can coach him because I'm, I'm speaking the same language and he don't have to really go out there and touch, touch him. So he trusts me to, uh, to uh, relay the messages to these uh, DBs. Even though we have different paths on how we got to the NFL, he was a first-round draft pick, I was a free agent, but the grind is still the same. People don't understand how hard and how much he works, and they just look at his athletic ability when he played, but he was, he was probably the hardest worker uh, on the field, when I played with him, I was I was the backup, but I never got to practice because he took every rep in practice, you know. So it wasn't like that he would, you know, come in and play practice two or three plays and come out. But it, he would practice every every play, him and uh, Michael Irvin would go at every play. So the competition that he's expecting, I know what he's talking about. And I know that's why he's successful, and that's why he's the best at the game, uh, best corner ever played the game, because he practices like that every day. Hi, Coach Adam Mr. Tiger from 24-7 Sports. With Travis Hunter, what, what is it about him that separates him from the average corner? And I was also curious, was he ever really healthy for you during he, this freshman season? Yeah, Travis is a, is, is a unique, unique player, and uh, he has great skills. He has uh, uh, his competition. Uh, his competitiveness is, is, is out the door. Uh, him being a corner, he, he's a different type of corner. You know, he, he, he's really just a football player. I, and I tell Coach Prime this when, I was, when we was recruiting him and I watched him on film, I said the difference between Coach Prime, Charles Woodson, and all these other guys who played two-way, they were more corners playing DB, I mean playing receiver. When I look at Travis, I see Travis more as a receiver playing DB. He just had his skill level was just out the door, especially when we're talking about ball skills. Now he's raw at both positions, receiver and DB. But his his competitiveness, his his willing to to be the best on the field, want to be the best on the field, no matter who's out there. That's what makes him uh, a high level player because he's so competitive. He wants to be the best at what he does, so he studies hard and he, he really go out there and give it all.
But as you said, he was not healthy last year. He, he went through some injuries with his ankle that he had in high school and never really got uh, back to 100%. I think the first game he played, he came in there. We had a, we had a conversation with me, him, and Coach Prime right before the game, and he said he was 80%, not new. And me and Coach Prime both knew that he was not even close to being uh, 60%. But he went out there and played. He had a great game and then re-injured it, and, you know, that just kept lingering on during this year. He had a chance to get healthy. I think he's going to be ready to go now. Hey, Coach, Jake Schwannis, DMVR Sports. And on the other side of that, with Cormani McLean coming in, what does that allow you guys to do defensively, having two corners that talented? Well, just looking at, our, you know, we'll start from the head coach. We're probably the only place in America that's going to start from the outside ends with our corners because that's who he is. That's uh, – that's what we, that's what we want to build our brand on. We want to make sure our guys on the outside are locked down, and uh, we got two good ones. All right, now they need work, but I'm, and, and they're gonna get work. I'm saying, but we got two good ones on the outside that, that uh, that's gonna allow us to do what we need to do on the inside on the defense to make plays. Uh, both of those guys are are young, and they they got a lot of technique work that they need to work on. But that's what I'm here for. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be my job to make sure that those guys are playing at the top and being, being the two of the best corners in the league. You know, that's what the, uh, that's what the people in the write-up say they're good. I'm saying it's going to be up to me to make them good. I'm saying, and I'm going to push them every day. I don't care if they five-star, six-star, no-stars. We're going to work them hard, and, and we're going to train them up right to make sure that they're they doing the best thing for, uh, to make this Colorado defense great. Hey, Coach, uh, Tyler King, Denver Gazette. Um, you mentioned, you know, obviously Coach Prime being one of the best corners of all time, but also your coordinator, Charles Kelly, has coached secondary players, corners, safeties for a long time. Just curious to what's been like working with him so far and just kind of how those conversations have been as you guys have kind of, uh, you know, discussed what you guys are planning to do defensively. Hey, it's, it's been, it's been a, a pleasure, man. I'm saying I've learned a lot in the, in the three weeks he's been here. You know, uh, just the technique things and just uh, how he – sees the defensive backfield and how he understands uh, all the ins and outs of, uh, of calling defenses and understanding that uh, he's done it at a high level. He's, he's coached guys at a high level uh, to be successful. But uh, it, everybody in that room, in that, defensive, in that defensive coach's room, are just like taking notes on everything that he does because he, he's just like uh, – Coach Prime, when it comes to some of the little things, he writes down everything. He got things go back to back when he was at Florida State. You know, I'm talking about notes. So those things right there, we are all learning uh, from him. And it's going to help us be better coaches. And it's just been every day I'm, I'm in his office just trying to learn something new. And and he he's the same way. He, he feeds stuff off me. And I'm like, why are you asking me? You know what I'm saying? You, you know, but uh, it, it's been a pleasure, man. I, and I enjoy him. Anything else for Coach Mathis? Go ahead, Nathan. Um, you and Andre Hart have known each other for a very long time, Coach at Trinity Christian School, back with Coach Prime. When did you guys first initially meet each other, and how did that relationship start? Woo! I think Coach Hart came. Uh, we had another guy that, that coached with us, uh, uh, that played with us, that played with me and Coach Prime at the Cowboys, brought Coach Hart up, and he wanted to start uh, coaching the youth football with us. So, and actually, we gravitated to Hart. Hart was uh, all ears, and he wanted to learn uh, not only about football, but also how to be a mentor, because we were mentoring kids using football. So he, he really understood what we were trying to do in the community, and he understood that uh, 
that this was a good thing that we had going, man. And, and Hart just, he just came in and man, we just loved him up, you know what I'm saying? And he's been, he's been so great, you know what I'm saying, teaching our kids, whether it be at, at, the, uh, at the high school level, all the way up to, to Jackson State, man. He, he's one of the, the young uh, up and coming uh, coaches. And, uh, and he, he, he's willing to do anything, man. I, I'm saying a lot of, a lot of the kids, if you, it's not gonna be a, a, a player that, that you talk to about Coach Hart that don't love him, you know what I'm saying? Because he puts everything into it. He's, he played at Kansas State, he done, his story is incredible. So if you get a chance to, to listen to his story and, and you will see why the kids gravitate to him. All right, thanks coach, appreciate your time. All right, my man. Coach Hart, ready, coach. Hold on, y'all give me a minute though. Let me see this back. I ain't never done this before. Tundra, can I get a can I get an NIL from Tundra? See me smiling. I like this. This is nice. This is what Kobe and them do. All right, coach, these are the faces we'll see most days of practice. Just wanted to get you to interacting with them. I'll ask the first one just how your time in Boulder's been, and then we'll hand it over for questions. Time in Boulder. Oh, I've been here. Let's see, we moved here December 9th. I've probably been here actually two weeks and not a consecutive two weeks because I've been on the road recruiting, uh, looking at players, trying to make sure we make this team the best team we can and make you guys proud. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to spend in Boulder. I'm glad I got out when y'all had some of these winter storms. I was able to get back south and east and west, and I missed that a little bit. So I haven't touched on that, but I'll tell you what, the people have been great. Uh, the support has been great. Uh, the community's been great. We got to talk about these housing prices, though. I don't know about that. We got to figure that out a little bit. Maybe I win a little bit. We can get a little bit more money going. But, we'll, but so far, good good stuff. Good stuff. Sunshine State, though, I heard, right? Sure. Huh? Okay. All right. We'll hey, see. Hey, Coach Ryan Cunningsburg from DNVR. You said something in the Amazon Prime documentary. You said, uh, I'm going to be a head coach one day because of Coach Prime. Yeah. I was curious if you could expand on that a little bit. Yeah, so when I when I got back into coaching, uh, um, um, I met well, I was with George Teague first, uh, coaching at a, a Carrollton Christian High School in North Dallas, and I met a guy who became a brother to me named George Hageman. He asked me if I'd uh, do some volunteer coaching at a youth program in Oak Cliff, which is the area I'm from. I was born and raised there, so I went down there and, and found out it was Prime's team. Didn't know that. And we kind of gravitate each other. And uh, it's always been, when you are mentored by somebody, I always like to tell them where I want to go. And I told him I wanted to be a head coach. And since that day has happened, he's brought me along and took me everywhere uh, that he's been. And I'm appreciative of that. He's opened doors, and I've been able to get into places that I might not have been able to get in myself. And because of that, my personality has shined, my hard work has shined, and uh, he's given me the avenue to become a head coach, and I will be. Hi, Coach Adam Monster Tiger, 24-7 Sports. Yeah. Coach Prime mentioned that he was out to lunch with you when he made the decision to take the head coaching job here. What do you remember about that lunch, and what was your reaction when he said he was going to take this job? Yeah, we were talking about how cold it was and remote, and uh, we don't know anything. And next thing you know, he picked up the phone. He was like, hey, we coming. And that's where the slogan comes. I was like, where are we going? And he said, well, we're going to Colorado. And I'd never been there before. But uh, we were just really talking about the opportunity. And here's, here's the thing we've done. We were sitting there and we were saying, you know, in all of our coaching adventures, we've went where no one has expected us to go. 
We've done things that no one has expected us to do in programs uh, that people may have said have fallen off. We don't believe that, so we just, you have to go and you have to work. And so by doing that, isolating ourselves, we put ourselves back to back. He can rely on me, I can rely on him, especially the other coaches we've been with for so long. And we thought that would be the best uh, formula or antidote to have a successful team, because that's what we've done. We could have went to some other schools where we had friends and associates that resources that may have helped us, but it wouldn't have been just us. We'd have had to take in a lot more characters and personalities, and that's not the antidote. That's not how we've won, that's not how we've turned over programs. It's been us. And uh, it's been an infectious us coming in and breeding a winning attitude, a dominating attitude. And the only way to do that is to stay focused. Um, you know, you got these cars now, right, that have the, the voiceovers, the OnStar and stuff like that. If you go in and there's a different voice that speaks, it's not going to turn on. It's not going to work. It only works for a certain voice, for a certain attitude and a certain temperament. And we wanted to make sure that stayed the same as we came into Colorado to make the Buffs the best team in college football. Hey, Coach, uh, Jack Carlo, Buffalo's Wire. Yeah, you mentioned uh, you've been on the road a lot the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Just wondering how that went for you and just what are people kind of saying about Colorado around the country? I'm telling you what, we up and coming. I mean, it, it, is, it is amazing the amount of attention we've gotten. Um, you know, people are excited when we hit the door. Um, they see the brand, the Buffalo, and uh, head coaches are welcoming us with open arms. They're actually leaving other groups of coaches to come talk to us. Players are excited. Uh, they can't wait to get up here. This is a gold mine up here. What you guys have is so beautiful. It's a lot of people who have not came down 36 and come over that little high rise and see that front range. And that's when I start talking. I don't say anything until I get them over that front range and you can see where the football guys are going to watch us play football. And they love it. And, and the atmosphere is great. Uh, the community is great. And they just, they're just surprised at what you have here and the facilities are amazing. So uh, it doesn't take much. Um, to sell this place once we get them here. But on the road, they are anticipating something great and they can't wait to see what we got in store. Hey coach, Jimmy Sear Foss here, 247 Sports. All these coaches have talked about how it's about building relationships when recruiting. How are you personally connecting with these kids? I think you have to build a rapport. You have to meet them on their level, where they are. I think when you come into uh, high school, the polo shirts and the khaki pants is out. You need to come in with the Jordans on, the swag, the, the, the jumpsuits, the hat flipped to the side. You got to know who the rappers are. You got to know who's in the city. You got to know those type of things to have a real relationship with them. Because you think about this, every college recruit that comes through there has something they're selling. No one is actually pouring into the kids and building a relationship on where they're at and figuring out what they like, who they like the type of things, the shoe game, all of that kind of stuff matters to these guys. Uh, and, and that's what we play on. That's what we try to represent. We bring a young, energetic energy to them that they can relate to. Um, not trying to sell them anything, because we don't have anything to sell. But we do have something that they can uh, benefit from. And that's a winning attitude. Hi, Coach. Uh, Nick Edwards, CU Sports Report. We talked with the offensive staff last week, and they brought up stories of the many challenges you and um, the coaches have faced at Jackson State. Just from your perspective, what were the biggest differences from your first year at Jackson State to your last, and was that your hardest or more, most adverse coaching experience you've ever had? Uh, was it the most? Well, let me start the first part of that question. Um, I think the biggest, I think the biggest change was uh, the amount of resources that started to pour in and support 
you know, once you start winning and people start to really believe and see that, you get more people to the fold who want to help you do that. And I think that was the biggest turnaround to have that support. Um, has this been the biggest, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I see anything as, as uh, the biggest challenge I've had, because I love challenges. I don't see those as problems. I think uh, we're excited to, to conquer this problem that most people say we have. I don't think it's a problem here at all. I think what it is is just a change of energy that needs to happen. Uh, just a focus on what Colorado football was and has been for a very long time back in the 90s when I was growing up. And that's about winning hard-nosed games, coming down, hitting you in the mouth, and making sure you love it when we do it. Um, I don't see anything. I don't see anything that's going to be challenging about here or anywhere I've been in the past because you have to have a confidence that you can turn things around. And I think that's where we're at with it. Hey, Coach Jake Schwanis, DMVR Sports. Just curious about Jeremiah Brown. What kind of player is Colorado getting in him, and how versatile of a piece will he be for this defense? Jeremiah Brown is a high motor kid. He's going to give you everything he has on every single down. He's out there. He's he works hard. From the offseason to the season to the postseason, uh, he's going to be consistent. Uh, he's going to take some of the most immaculate notes you've ever seen in your life. And, uh, and he studies. He knows it's more than just his physical talent, but it's also how much you mentally put into the game. So you're going to get a kid you're going to see on uh, Saturday who's going to play multiple positions. But he's going to make some noise when he gets out there, whether special teams or playing on our outside edge as, as a buck linebacker for us. Okay, two more. Go ahead. Here. Uh, Eric Christensen from CBS 4 Sports. Um, you played at Kansas State, I'm not sure when, but you probably played some games against Colorado back in the day. A lot of these coaches have talked about bringing Colorado back to what it once was. Do you have any fond or maybe unfond memories of playing against Colorado? Who were some of the guys you played against? And just what are your memories about your matchups against Colorado as a player? Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I did. And, and when we were in the Big 12, um, we did play against Colorado. And I just remember that they were a very disciplined team. And, you know, they, they ran a, a very uh, scheme offensively with the option. You had to be disciplined and know exactly where everyone is. Because if you didn't, you had several guys in that backfield that could go. And they could hit it for 60 yards or plus. So uh, I remember coming in here once, uh, and, you know, I'd never been to Colorado. But uh, coming in here once, and the stands were packed. And I'm talking, there was some chanting going on. The gold and black was out. And I just didn't know. I, I had no idea at the amount of fanfare that Colorado had. That was my, the year before that, they came to our place. So when we came here, I was just amazed at the, at the amount of fanfare. And I remember the fans, and I remember a hard-nosed physical game. That's what I remember the most. Jimmy Searfoss, Super Service Sports. You talked about how you're on the road a lot, but so far, going into the spring ball, spring season, um, what are you seeing in that linebacker room? Smart. A lot of smart kids. We See, we, uh, we evaluate our kids on a different a system that most of the media does when it comes to four-star, five-stars. Ours is smart, tough, fast, disciplined, and with character. And what I found in that room is you have a bunch of smart, tough, I don't know about fast yet, we'll figure that out soon enough, but disciplined and character kids, which is amazing. I mean, that, that's, that's something you look for as a coach. They're all willing to learn. They're all eager to change this thing around and become uh, what they came here to be. And that's a champion and a winner. So. Um, I can't wait to see them on the field with pads on, though, so I can get a true evaluation of the game as they play it. But right now, they're eager. Their eyes are open. They're soaking everything up like a sponge, and they're ready to go. And they believe in the change that we have going on here. I mean, sometimes you come into a program 
uh, at, like we went into Jackson State, and you have to figure out how you change the culture. Will you keep the same kids or not? They're making it very difficult on us and who we decide to keep and who we may have to move on from, just to be honest with you. So I'm enjoying that. I'm not sleeping that good at night, but that, that makes me get up here early in the morning so I can meet these guys at the door. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate your time. Coach Williams, you next. How you guys doing? Good. These are a lot of the faces we'll see at practice every day. I'll give you the first one, then we'll open up for questions. Just how your time in Boulder has been so far. It's been fun. Uh, my wife, my wife, and my kids have enjoyed the snow. Uh, I came from Texas, College Station, Texas, so it was kind of cold. But you know, it's not really cold here. Only when the wind blows, then it's, it's really cold. But we've enjoyed it. My kids have been in the snow, and my wife has gotten used to Boulder, trying to find her way around. But it's it's been a lot of fun. Go ahead, Hey, Coach, Jake Schwannis, DMVR Sports. Uh, you mentioned that you met Coach Prime a while ago and said that he was going to hire you one day. Uh, when he was coming to Colorado, did you know that that would be this opportunity for you? I didn't. I didn't. Um, I was hoping it was, and um, it kind of, God kind of answer, answered those prayers. But I just remember, I always thought about what he said when I was at the University of Georgia recruiting uh, his sons. And it always, I can't lie, it's, it was on my mind, you know, for years. You know, and I hope that I would have the opportunity to come in. Like I said, God answered those prayers. I got the call, so. Hi, Coach Adam Tiger, 24-7 Sports. How you doing? You were known as one of the top on-campus <clears throat> recruiters when you were at Georgia and Texas yeah. A&M. I'm curious, what has that experience been like, being able to get out on the road and, and add that responsibility? Uh, it's been fun. Um, I actually got a chance to get on the road at the University of Georgia when we would have coaches leave. You know, they would just activate me, so. <clears throat> You know, people like to say that about me, but one thing is I've had a lot of help and I've had elite coaches around me to help me recruit. It's not just been me. You know, I have an unbelievable wife. Uh, she builds great relationships with a lot of my recruits' parents. And um, I have great coaches around me, you know, and that's why I think I'm a pretty good recruiter is because I have great recruiters around me. So I learn from a lot of the older coaches and. You know, it's kind of a process of elimination. You have to build good relationships with people. But I always wanted people to know that, I'm, you know, I recruit hard because I work with guys that recruit hard, you know, and I learn from them. Hi, Coach. Uh, Nikki Edwards, U Sports Report. You played as a defensive back at Georgia. I'm curious, how did you fall into coaching the line and coaching kind of the front guys? Uh, well, I played uh, some DB. I got moved to linebacker. I played in the Canadian Football League, uh, and it was the jack position, which is the buck position for us. So I've had experience with rushing the passer. Uh, the more weight I put on in college, the closer I got to the ball. So I started off as a D, uh, DB, and when it was all said and done, I was a outside linebacker uh, in the Toronto Argonauts. So um, learning, starting in the back end helped me uh, better my understanding of coverage, you know, and so I coached the big ends, the defensive ends, and the buck position, which is a outside linebacker position. So he has coverage responsibility. So I've been able to uh, grow my understanding of the back end from coaching those guys. And Coach Lanning told me at Georgia, he, he said, you know, hey, don't just be known, be known as a D-line coach. Learn everything. You know, learn as much as you can. Um, I'm passionate, extremely passionate about uh, coaching the edge rush guys because they're, they're an important piece in this defense, but I'm a willing learner. And um, I, I talk to as many NFL guys as I can whenever I get a chance. And 
it's, it's extremely important to me to be a, a great coach and demand that out of my players. Hey, Coach, uh, Tyler King, Denver Gazette. I mean, you and your coordinator, Charles Kelly, share something in common that you both worked under Jimbo Fisher at <clears throat> different points. I'm just curious yep. if you guys have talked about that at all and what you personally learned working for, for Coach Fisher at Texas A&M. Oh, we talk about it, you know, a lot, you know. But uh, Coach Fisher, he's a, a brilliant offensive mind. Uh, I love watching film with Coach Fisher. Just the the hear the offensive perspective on why they do things, you know. And then when I talk to Coach Kelly, his perspective on how to stop what they want to do. So, you know, I kind of had a, I was in an unbelievable situation with Coach Fisher. I learned a lot. Um, I kind of when I'm around Coach Fisher, I just be quiet and listen. You know, um, he's he's really, really, really smart, really smart, and he took care of me. He's a great guy. Um, he has a great staff. I learned a lot from that staff, um, but it, it was fun. It was fun. He's high intense now. You know, he's he's an intense guy, and I love it. Yeah. Coach, you mentioned um, in just some of the videos we've seen on YouTube that you like to show NFL film to recruits to show just yes. how you project them fitting into defense and stuff. Where did you get that from, and how far do you think that goes in the recruiting process? Well, I remember being a player, and you know, I, I watched a lot of film, and I watched film with my coaches, but I wasn't truly locked in, or you didn't have my undivided attention, you know, because we're I was young and distracted until you turned on some NFL tape, because that's where I saw myself, you know. And when I when I watched NFL film, I was all in. So that's kind of my philosophy of, and the other coaches do it. Is you know, I just I knew how I was as a player, and I know. Hey, if you take a defensive end and you turn Von Miller on, man, you know, now, now you have their attention. So, you know, I, that's where they want to go ultimately. So I, I try to use NFL tape as much, much as possible. Jordan Dominic made plays about the ACC and the SEC. What stood out as you were evaluating him once he was in the portal and what have been kind of your early impressions of him? Uh, he's, he's growing into a leader. Um, he's, a, he's a good uh, pass rusher. I think he was like third in the SEC. So uh, he, he works hard. He, he takes hard coaching well. Um, I think I want him to get a little bigger, and I want him to stop the run, learn how to strike blockers and be physical, and, you know, just keep developing. He's a, he loves ball, you know, and he, like I said, he takes hard coaching. So I just want to push him to be the best he can be. <coughs> he has personal goals that he set for himself, and I think one, part of my obligation is to help him accomplish those goals, those dreams he set for himself. So. I'm gonna push him, you know. I'm gonna push him, but uh, he's a he's a good kid, great kid, man. Uh, he'll he'll be a good player for us. Hey, Coach Ryan Coensberg, DMVR. You talked about that buck position a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, it's an interesting position, just with like the types of guys you can have fit into that area. I'm curious, maybe who you might see uh, fitting into that position for you guys, and also what you're looking for out of that position. Well, I think Coach Hart hit it smart, fast, tough, disciplined with character. Um, you know, the defensive end position, physically, they look a little different because the buck position, you got to be, you know, a little athletic enough to stop the run in the run game, strike blockers, but then you have coverage responsibility. So you might have to cover running backs, tight ends out of the backfield. So I look for athletic guys. I like uh, guys that play multiple sports, basketball, track. Um, you know, I don't have a, a specified weight, but, you know, between 230 and 250, Guys carry weight different. I like long guys, long, lean guys that can uh, get on the edge quick and affect the quarterback. But, you know, every guy's different. Um, I truly love guys that love ball, that want to get better, you know, that I don't have to 
push them to come in and do extra. You know, they're kind of waiting on you outside of the door type. And um, but that's that's what I look for. You know, smart, fast, tough, disciplined, and with character. All right, one more. Go ahead, Nikki. Um, I'm just curious, just what are some of the challenges and advantages in starting a new opportunity, just starting a new on a more clean slate? It's, it's challenging, but I love change and I love challenge. Um, I'm around a lot of elite coaches, so they make my job a lot easier. If I don't know, I can just sit back and just watch. Um, you guys just talk to one, Coach Hart. You know, I lean on him, I watch him. Um, Coach Mathis, Coach Kelly. Um, I, I, it's not extremely difficult when you're around elite coaches. You know, uh, my dad taught me growing up, it's, it's much better to seem intelligent than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. So a lot of times I just sit back and I learn through watching the older coaches that have done it a lot longer than me. Yeah. All right, thanks, Coach. Appreciate Thank you. the time. Yeah. Thank you all.